Hospitals today often look like shopping malls or, depending on your level of cynicism, Toys R Us. Scholars of medical history might argue these design changes reflect advances in medical knowledge and technology. But Anne-Marie Adams, a scholar of medical architecture and the former director of the McGill University School of Architecture, has a different take. I'm Barbara Sibbald, editor, News and Humanities for CMAJ, and I recently spoke with Anne-Marie at her McGill office. Anne-Marie, I know you've written on architecture for the health sciences for medicine, and I'm wondering, first of all, where that interest comes from for you. Was there something specifically about medicine, about health that grabbed you? Well, I think it really was how empowered physicians seem to be in the design of buildings. Doctors criticizing houses, designing houses, inhabiting houses, and now I've worked on how doctors and architects have worked together in uh, the design of hospitals. This interest obviously has held you throughout your whole career. Are you working actively now in research in this area? Yes, I am starting a new book, uh, Death Comes to the Hospital. I want it to sound like an Agatha Christie mystery. Basically, it's the history of medical museums, and it looks at how institutions like universities and hospitals accommodate death. So I'll look at autopsy rooms, the location of pathology departments, and of course the very important role of the medical museum in medical education. And our McGill's Maud Abbott is really at the, the hub of that movement in the early 20th century. So I want to write about her life through the spaces she inhabited rather than through the limitation. Oh, she couldn't be a doctor in the hospital, so she was the curator of a museum. So that's nice for you because it sort of meets both of your um, research interests yes. in uh, feminism and yes. architecture. Finally, I have both in one book. <laughs> so you've written a number of books, and um, perhaps your best-known one is um, the one that we have right here on the table, Medicine by Design. Um, what drove you to write that particular book? Well, it's a study of um, hospital architecture between the world wars. So it takes the middle years of the Royal Vic, particularly the era of the Ross Memorial Pavilion and the Women's Pavilions, and looks at the architects who designed those two buildings. How does the architecture of that era compare with the architecture of today? There's still this um, pressure to design hospitals that look domestic, that look like home. We have this presumption that if we make an institution look like a house, it will, it will soothe us. We see this in many building types designed for women. Colleges, daycares, even museums for women's art. They all have pitched roofs. They all look like big houses. And hospitals fall into this too. But of course, making a, a huge hospital look like a house is fake. And everybody knows it. It's mm -hmm. like a kind of Disney approach to architecture. But lots of other things too. The uh, increased emphasis on outpatients. The idea of arranging the spaces so that they're convenient for patients. All of those things tie today's hospitals to the 1920s. Although many people talk about it like it's new. <laughs> You often find that in history. Yeah, um, exactly. What, to, what, in your view, would be the most important features in a hospital? I think that one of the problems in hospital architecture is that the same architectural firms always design the buildings, so there's very little innovation. So I guess an important mm -hmm. thing to me might be to have generalist architects look at the question. But, I mean, I can say things like wayfinding and... 
the building's image. I'm very worried about hospitals today that look like hotels, spas, uh, airports. There's research that shows that when hospitals look like hotels, people behave as if they're in hotels, and that's a big problem for nurses. So the rise of the atrium in the hospital has been a big question. The other side would be the hospitals that look like houses. Well, there are many things. So is there something Why can't hospitals look like hospitals? In fact, that's one of the arguments (laughs) in Medicine by Design is that hospitals are actually shaped by cultural factors that shape all buildings. So if we just take the 20th century, uh, early 20th century hospitals look like, well, like parts of the Royal Vic, like little noble public institutions like city halls and libraries. And then right after World War II, they look like office buildings. And then in, uh, after 1980, they look like hotels. Some of them look like theme parks. So your pet hospital in Montreal would be the Royal Vic? Absolutely, yes. Well, these are hospital postcards of hospitals in general, but I have thousands of postcards of the Royal Vic. This is an inkwell from the opening in 1893. This is a soup bowl from the 1920s. And, um, you know, I have tons and tons of stuff. So for me, it's been a way of, it's like a timeline of hospital architecture through which I measure all my understanding of all other hospitals. So here we have a situation where uh, other nations maybe are going back to smaller models of hospitals, smaller scale hospitals, and then Montreal, they've gone to this super hospital. It's just a huge, huge one. Yes. Um, what's your view on the on this move towards amalgamating all these hospitals into one? Do you think it's a good idea from the patient perspective? Uh, no. From the beginning of the project, I was quite critical of the idea of merging the hospitals. I think that they are very important, were very important landmarks in Montreal neighborhoods. The Royal Vic was a place, at least the Ross Memorial Pavilion, was a place where people went to celebrate birthdays. They went to eat there to celebrate when they didn't even have a family member in the hospital. Because it was a place of beauty. A place of beauty, a special place. And is that is that sort of represented in this new building that you see, the super hospital? Yeah, I think it's a place where architecture has not been the top priority, for sure. And do you think there's ways of doing that better? Well, I would just like to to wonder if if there are. Did you see the cartoon in the Gazette that um, takes the hospital and put Toys R Us on it? It looks exactly like it. I mean, that's what it looks like. It looks like a, a big box store. So do you think if Gary or somebody like that were to design a hospital, it would go back to being that picturesque, maybe the wrong word, but to being a landmark? I think it would being... move your soul, yes. I think it would, I mean, if it was as good as their other buildings. And is that related to healing? I think it is related to healing. I think the great buildings of the world, you know, make us think about ourselves in a different way. What do you think the, that Disney effect that you referred to a couple of times, what do you think the effect is on residents or patients? For me, it all comes back to sick kids in Toronto with the uh, pig with the tutu on the tightrope in the atrium. I don't know if you're familiar with yeah. the space. yeah. We wrote one paper on sick kids. Yeah. We gave kids cameras, and and they documented how they used the atrium. It was such an interesting project. And how did they use it? Some kids found the atrium really scary because they saw other kids that had visible marks of disease. I don't think the architects ever thought about that. You know, the yellow elevators that zip up and down that are supposed to be fun. 
the kids we interviewed, many of them talked about that, being scared of what they would see if they went to the atrium. The more positive thing is they think of the atrium as a fun place, like an escape, a shopping mall. Uh, in my class, I talk about the atrium as being like pop music, that we can project ourselves into an atrium. It can become, for us, what we anything we want. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's our fantasy space for the 21st century. That was Anne-Marie Adams, a scholar of medical architecture and the former director of the McGill University School of Architecture. To read the full profile and see a special appendix of photographs of the Royal Victoria Hospital, please visit cmaj.ca.